Welcome to High Caliber Dating and Relationships. My name is Michelle Wax, and throughout this time together, you'll learn how to stand out in a crowded dating world and build the confidence, mindset, and practical strategy to catapult into a great relationship that lasts. I've worked with hundreds of people across the globe on transforming their dating and relationships to a high caliber experience where they feel energized, supported, loved, and excited for life. I'm so excited you're here. Let's jump right in. All right, everyone, welcome back. Today is a very special episode because we will be doing a juicy Q&A. So if you are on my email list, you noticed that last week I sent an email asking you to ask away, ask all of the questions that you've been curious about, dating, life, relationship, whatever it may be. And we had a lot of really great ones come through. So thank you for everyone who submitted their questions. I won't be able to get to every single one of them today, but there were a few that were similar. And so what I'm going to do is answer, you know, as many as I can. So let's jump right in. As promised, all of these will be kept anonymous. And let's jump right into question one. I've recently reconnected with an old friend who I've never had an intimate relationship with, just casual friendship. We started catching up and have gone on six dinner dates. Should I ask him if we are still catching up or just go with the flow for a while? In conversation, he spoke about past relationships and things that didn't work. So not wanting to rush into anything and take things really slow when it comes to dating. I'm not sure how to navigate this as I am interested, but I want to respect his pace. I just have no idea if I'm in the friend zone or if there's a potential for more. All right. Great, great question because obviously, you know, with dating anyone that you're interested in or even just getting to know someone that there might be a potential moving forward, you want to be intentional with your time and your energy and your effort, right? And this is why I love that you asked this question because it's really going to help you gain a lot of clarity on where is this going. And this is something that I often recommend to clients where we want to gain clarity as quickly as possible with someone else's intentions and where they're at so that you have that information and you can make your decision from there. So my first recommendation here would be to tune into what do you actually want And what would be the ideal outcome of this scenario? Meaning, it sounds like you do want to progress into dating him, possibly being in a relationship with him. So I want you to first reflect on, for me, in an ideal world, what do I truly want? It sounds like we don't have a super clear answer from him into what he is looking for as well. And by this point, you've spent six dinner dates with him. So that's a lot of time, right? That's a lot of time. It's a lot of emotional investment. And so if it gets determined that he is not on the same page or he doesn't want to move at the pace that you do, we don't necessarily want to draw this out forever because it's going to become even more frustrating, even more draining. And it could potentially be blocking you from other people, exploring other people, right? Because sometimes if we kind of hold on to someone when they're not aligned with what it is that we want, it is kind of like this energy suck 
right? And so there's so many things that go into dating, but really a top priority is to make sure that you are aligned with the other person in where this is going, right? In how you see this progressing. And so since you've been on six dinner dates, this is a perfect time to bring this up. If you had been on one or two dates, I would recommend just go with the flow, right? Just kind of play this out a little bit more, make sure that you're actually interested in it. But since you've now been on six dinner dates, that is a good amount of time, right? And we want to make sure that we're not spending more and more time and effort and energy if this other person is not aligned with what it is that we want. So what I would recommend here is I would definitely bring up this topic of what direction is this heading in? And you can do this in a very lighthearted, playful way. But what you're going to do is you're going to gain more clarity. And from that clarity you get from the other person, you can then make your decision. All right. So what I would recommend doing in this situation is to the next time that you see him, I would recommend bringing this up in a way that leaves it open ended for him to then respond. So what I mean by this is say, you know, you're going maybe you're going out to dinner again. Maybe you are going for a walk somewhere with him. I would be direct, be say something along the lines of, hey, I've really enjoyed, you know, catching up with you, getting to know you. It's been really awesome. I want to make sure, you know, we're kind of both on the same page. And so I'm curious where you're at. And then be quiet. Stop talking. Pause. Even if there's a bit, you know, there might be a moment or two of silence. That's okay. Stand in it confidently right? Because you bring a lot of value to this. And really what you're doing, a good way to look at this conversation is you are just gaining clarity. Because when we're gaining clarity, it's a lot more lighter. We don't, we're not necessarily taking it personally. We're just getting clarity on where is this person at, right? With me, with dating in general, right? At this point, we don't know if he, you could be the best person in the world, right? If he's not ready to date, then it's just not aligned at this point, right? So that's what I would approach it with the next time you see him and then be quiet, see what he says, and you can make your decision from there. Now, before you get into this conversation, the next time you see him, what I would recommend is to prep for his possible answers, okay? So this is something I also recommend to doing with clients because often, this type of conversation could feel vulnerable. It could feel scary. It's going to feel unknown because you don't know how he's going to respond, right? But when we prep for his possible replies, as best we can, we're never going to know always what someone will say. You are mentally prepping your brain so that when he does reply with one of these options, you're not completely blown off guard, right? Or you're not completely caught off guard rather, right? So for this possible scenario, what could happen when you bring up this topic? He could say, yeah, this has been great. Like, I'd love to continue, you know, dating and take this to the next level. He could reiterate that he wants to be really slow. He's not really ready. You know, he could kind of perpetuate what he had told you initially. Or he could be like, basically, you know, kind of the opposite end of the spectrum where he's like, oh, no, we're just friends. Um, Sorry if there was any miscommunication there. 
there might be some other possible options. So I would encourage you to, you know him better than I do, right? Obviously. So I would encourage you to just kind of think about this for yourself of what he could reply with. That would be the first piece before you approach this. The second piece is to ensure that your energy going into this conversation is neutral, is lighthearted, is almost detached from it in a sense that you know who you are, you know that the worth you're bringing, and you're just gaining clarity. Hey, is he along for the ride, right? Is he is his intentions of where he's at aligned with mine? And often knowing, right, if they're not aligned, it often has nothing to do with you, right? If he's been on six dinner dates with you, then obviously he's having a great time with you. Um, but he might not be ready or interested in dating at this point. And that's okay. We just want to gain clarity so that you're not investing more time and emotional energy than you need to, right? So that's what I would recommend here. And you could also, you know, when you approach this conversation, you could also like accompany it with some type of physical touch that in because I don't know if you've already kind of initiated physical touch, if you guys have had any physical intimacy here. But if you haven't so far, and it's been very platonic, you could do this in a way where if you guys are sitting down, maybe you're sitting like at dinner, and I would recommend sitting kind of kitty corner at the table so that you could, as you're saying this, right, kind of like place your hand on his knee, place your hand on his forearm or his shoulder. Because that in a subconscious way is signaling okay, I'm interested in something more than just kind of catching up with you and being friends. That's what I'd recommend there. So there's a couple of different pieces here. First of all, bring this up next time you see him for sure. Um, get clarity, first of all, on what it is you truly want. Think about when you do bring it up, what are his potential responses? And then make sure that you're prepping your energy for that when you go into the conversation as it's going to be light, it's going to be detached, right? It's really your intention here is gaining clarity. It's not taking it personally. Because it sounds like too, if he's been sharing all this with you, we just simply don't know where he's at. And that's all we need to do is gain that clarity. All right, I hope that helps. Let's get on to the next question. All right, the second question, we had a couple different variations of this. So I'm going to summarize in kind of, you know, combine the couple questions we did have into one. I don't know how to approach certain women. I worry that I'm going to be rejected and I'm going to be stereotyped as a foreigner or as a certain race or ethnicity. Can you help solve my problem? How can I approach the women that I want to without prejudice or without fearing they will reject me? All right. Great, great, great question. So what I'm going to do is really start off with what I would focus on in a internal way that you do have control over, right? Because when you approach someone, you don't have control over their response, what they're going to say, what they're not going to say, right? If they do have prejudice, if they don't, right? We don't have control over that. It's not necessarily fair or right, but we don't have control over someone else's response to us. But you always have response or you always have control over how you're interpreting it, right? The meaning that you're attaching to it. So number one, I would take a look at if you are, you know, it doesn't 
really matter if you're a man or woman in this, you know, scenario, right? Start to think about, or even who you're interested in dating, quite frankly, start to think about what are your internal beliefs about that type of person? Okay. So if someone is a different race than you, or they are, you know, have something different than you about them, and you feel like they might have a prejudice towards you, or, you know, they might reject you. What is your internal beliefs about that type of person? Okay, so that's what I'd recommend starting out with writing down what you believe about that type of person, right? So start noticing in your own mind, what are what assumptions are you making about someone else before you've even had a conversation with them? All right. And then what we're going to do is we're going to when you do decide, all right, I want to strike up a conversation with this type of person. Maybe I've been rejected by, before, right? Maybe I have had someone who didn't respond in a very kind or the way that I wanted to. But knowing that that was one person, right? And this person that you're interested in talking to is a whole nother person, right? With a whole nother life experience and a whole other set of beliefs and stories and how they approach life. So first of all, inspect and audit your internal beliefs and mindset about someone else. What assumptions are you making, right? And then when you do decide to strike up a conversation, with someone, detaching the pressure of their outcome is going to be huge. Because often, I I talked about this in depth in my recent masterclass on how to meet more people in person, how to strike up conversations and go on dates as a result with it. So I'd recommend if you haven't participated in that masterclass, head to the link in the show notes, head to michellewax.com check it out. It's going to be very, very helpful for you because I get into not only where to meet high quality people, but also how to strike up a conversation with someone that you're interested in, gauge their intention towards you or towards dating and progress to a first date as a result. So I'd recommend tuning into that masterclass. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. But really what we want to do is we want to release any pressure that you're attaching to this scenario. Because first of all, people are picking up on that energetically below the surface. If you have a certain pressure or you're feeling a certain type of way, or, you know, it's kind of more of like a desperate or needy attempt or desperate or needy or creepy vibe going into the conversation, right? So we really want to start releasing any pressure that we attach to the outcome of that conversation. So what I would recommend specifically here, the next time that you see someone that you want to strike up a conversation with, right, approach, is first of all, get clear in your own mind, am I making assumption that they're going to be prejudiced towards me or they're not going to like me? Am I making that assumption for them before I've even struck up a conversation? Number one, if so, how can I release that judgment right? Because it's interesting. People and the world are always reflecting what we're putting out. So if you're making an assumption or judgment about them before you've even had a conversation, you're going to attract more judgment back into your life. And so we really want to approach any type of conversation or interaction with a neutralness and openness 
because you have no idea what that other person's thinking, right? Unless they're very clearly with their partner or, you know, they're very clearly on their phone or something like that, right? Where it's very clear body language or an obvious situation where they're not interested in having a conversation. So the next time you're interested in sharing up a conversation, I would go into it with a very, with a lightness to it, right? And again, in that masterclass, I get into the five-step process of how to strike up a conversation in person without being creepy, without being natural. I also have a podcast episode on this as well. So I'd recommend scrolling back and listening to that at a deeper level. If you want to really learn the step-by-step process, sign up for the masterclass. But really, we want to focus on what you can control instead of what you can't. We can't control. I know, I know, I know, I know. We all want to be able to control other people and what they're going to say or if we'll be rejected or not, right? But we really can't. And so focusing on what you can control, your own internal mindset, right? Putting yourself out there, celebrating yourself for even if someone does reject you or they don't have the response you had hoped for, celebrating yourself for creating that opportunity because most people don't. All right. So I can't get fully into obviously that whole five-step process today, but definitely check out the masterclass if you're interested in going into it in depth. Our next question was kind of a funny one for me to receive in the form (laughs) that came through, but I'm going to answer it because I'm going to answer it from a general sense, not specific to myself, because this concept and really the strategy is going to allow you to attract what it is you want into your life. So the question is, how do I manifest, attract, and date someone as stunning as you, Michelle? (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Very, very kind words. But really what we want to get clear on here is if you perhaps have been looking to someone that you know, or even like a relationship that you look up to, someone that you know in your life, maybe it is someone that you have been following or you know in your life that you really hold them as a person that you would love to date, you would love to be in a relationship with. Okay, great. What I want you to do is I want you to write down all of their qualities that you appreciate about them. Why are you so drawn to them? Beyond, you know, beyond physical things, physical attributes, I want you to focus on what is it about them? Are they confident? Are they appreciative? Are they kind? Are they generous? Are they grounded? Are they supportive? Why is it that you think the way you do about them? Write down those list of qualities in who they are. And then I want you to go through that list and take note of in your own life, are you embodying those qualities on a day-to-day basis? when you show up to a first date, when you're having a conversation with someone, when you're on the dating apps, however you're approaching dating currently, are you embodying those qualities? Because we don't attract what we want, we attract who we are. And so if you want someone who is excited about life, confident, ambitious, grounded, kind, you must show up in those ways as well. And this is often something that most people, (laughs) not most people, but a lot of people don't want to look at themselves in the mirror, right? Because it does take more internal work. It takes taking accountability for, am I showing up 
in the ways that I want to attract back in. And often too with dating, it's like we can show up to a first date and we're almost like looking for this person to prove why we should continue seeing them, right? But in the same way that you don't know them yet, they also don't know you, right? So we want to make sure that whatever you want to attract in, you are showing up as that person. If you want to meet people in person, you are going to places where those type of people that are excited for life, that are confident, that are ambitious are going, right? Taking stock of all of this. Now, the other thing here that I want to take note on is, or share rather, is that we are always influencing what we bring out of someone else. If you've ever known someone in your life, right, or maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, where they're just always like something's always going on, right? And it's normally not in a good way. They're complaining about something. They had this crazy thing happen to them and then it led them to that. And then, oh my God, life is so tough and blah, blah, blah. And yes, I'm not saying that tough things don't happen. Of course they do. But we all know those certain people that it's like, okay, every every time you see them, it's like, all right, what are we getting into now? And when you interact with them, whether it's in person or just even on the phone, you find yourself just kind of feeling drained. It's like, oh, I was feeling pretty good. And now I'm just feeling like, oh, my God, right? I'm feeling more worried. I'm feeling more stressed about my own life. I'm feeling just kind of sucked dry because we're letting their energy influence us. And on the flip side of that, we also all have people in our life, hopefully at least one, where when you're around them, they energize you. You're like, wow, that was a great conversation. Wow, they just have a good energy, right? They're just in a good mood. Yeah, this this weird thing happened to them, but like they have a good perspective on it, right? They're trying to make the most of it. And you find yourself in that same energy. You're also allowing them to affect your energy in a positive way. So we run, we want to be really, really aware here in that the same way that other people have this ability for you, you also have that same ability for someone else, whether it's a coworker, whether it's someone you're going on a date with. And so approaching the interaction, the conversation, your dating life with that same type of energy that you want that other person to be, that's when you would you experience that, right? But you have to be it first. You have to be it first. You have to be it when you go on that bad date. You have to be it when things don't go according to plan. You got to pick yourself up, go back to that list, go back to how can I give this to myself? How can I give the love and support and encouragement to myself now before I have a partner, before I'm dating the person I want to? And I saw this great quote on Instagram months ago at this point, but let me make sure that I get it right. Let me quote it right. Hold on. I'm going to look this up to make sure. (laughs) Hold on one second. Okay. Often what we're craving from another, we're craving it. Often what we're craving from another is what we need to give ourselves. 100%. So if you're craving more love, more support, give it to yourself first. If you're craving more kindness in your life, more optimism, give it to yourself first. 
and really get clear on if there is someone in your life that you kind of, I don't want to say put on a pedestal, but you kind of think like, wow, I don't know if I could ever get someone like that. I don't know if that person exists for me. I know I want it, but can I actually get it? I want you to write down every single thing you can think of of why is that attractive to you? Why is that admirable? And how can I start embodying those qualities in myself? How can I start approaching my life with that same type of energy? All right, let's get to the next question. Question four. I feel like the negativity is all around me. My family, my parents, even my friends aren't supportive of how I'm approaching my dating life. And I feel like I'm constantly surrounded by negativity and it makes me self-doubt and really question if I'm going to be able to find the person that I want to be with. Any suggestions here? Okay, absolutely. As many of you know, this is my area of expertise, like mindset, mindset, mindset and really allowing ourselves to shift this within ourselves first because it's impacting our day-to-day emotional state, quite frankly, right? How we're feeling about ourselves, how we're feeling about dating, how we're feeling about life. But it also impacts how you show up to a date, the conversations you have, right? What, What meaning you attach to dating or to how the other person responds or doesn't respond or what they think or don't think. So it, it really all starts within our own internal world, which is our own mind, right? And the negativity of, you know, this happens so frequently with my clients, and it's really why they seek out a coach like myself, because the people around them are not supportive, or maybe they're supportive, but like they're not really helpful because they were dating 30 years ago, right? I remember one of my clients, she, you know, she was close with her mom and her mom was very nice person, right? Of course she loves her daughter, but she was dating like 40 years ago, right? And so it's a whole different world. It's a whole different world. And so um, it's really great having a coach. I, I myself have one as well because it's that unbiased support in the best way possible, right? Really, we're holding you to, all right, what is it that you want to create? Let's get you there. Let's shift the mindset. Let's shift the actions. Let's shift whatever needs to be shift. It's going to be unique for everyone and get you to that state. So what I would recommend here, I love that you are self-aware, number one, that your family, your friends, these people in your life are affecting your current mindset because so many people are walking around and they're not even aware of oh God, the people in my life are negative, right? Or, ooh, this isn't helping me. This isn't a useful thing to be thinking in order to create what I want. And that's that's the number one question I always recommend to people is to come back to, is this thought helpful in order to create what I want? Is it helping me or is it hindering me? Is it getting me into this negative kind of doom and gloom spiral or self-doubt or whatever it may be? So I love that you are self-aware. That is huge, 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 huge. Now, what to do about these people that are clearly, you know, I'm sure they love you. I'm sure they're great in in their own way. But in this area of life, right, they're not necessarily helping at this point in time. So what I'd recommend is, first of all, to start listening to content, people, podcasts that are 
what's the word for it, that are almost like the contrast to what you've been currently experiencing, right? So this podcast, a really great one, right? Following people on social media that are positive, that are optimistic, that are open about dating and relationships, right? Working perhaps with a coach that is going to allow you to have that enthusiasm and support in an unbiased way, but also that has your best interest at heart. Because often too, with our family, with our friends, our coworkers, people in our life, right? Although of course they mean well, they are projecting onto you how they feel about themselves. And so I see this just so, so much with everything in life, right? If you kind of start taking a look around, you'll start noticing it more and more. But people are always replying and sharing their advice and their thoughts based on their own reality. It's what they think is possible for them, right? Even though you're obviously living a completely different life, you're a completely different person. You have a completely different perspective, experience, what you bring to the table is completely different, right? And so being aware of this and really taking stock on, all right, am I going to take this person's advice or commentary to heart? Or am I going to say, thanks for your thoughts and release it, right? Don't take it to heart. And an analogy for this that I heard years ago, which has been really helpful for me in my own life, because even like with my business, people will suggest things of like, oh, you should do this, or oh, have you thought about doing that? And I used to allow it to affect me. I've been an entrepreneur now for a while with different industries, but at the beginning, the the first couple companies I started and grew, like I really listened to that. And then a quote I posted the other day was, why are you listening to people who've never been where you've been before, right? All right. But getting back to that. So the analogy that I heard that's really helped me is, okay, if someone's giving you, maybe they're negative, maybe they're giving you some advice that's like not helpful or they're like, well, you waited too long or oh, you're too old or mm, you should have stayed with that guy or that girl, whatever. Or like, oh, you really fucked that up, whatever it may be, right? Turning down the microphone on their opinion, right? We don't have to cut them out. We don't have to ignore them, but just turning down the microphone, right? Like, okay, we're not taking this to heart. We're not really embodying this in our core. And you can also start to create boundaries around people that are draining of your energy, right? It's not to say you have to cut them out, right? But you can have shorter conversations. You can excuse yourself. You can change the topic if they bring up a topic, right? Like their thoughts on dating that aren't helping. You can change the topic. You can remove yourself. You can say, hey, I got to go. Like someone came up, right? You are completely capable and allowed to do that for yourself, for your own mental state and emotional state. The other thing that I would recommend in addition to, right, working with those boundaries, turning down the microphone, is to start your own mindset practice. So this is something that I do daily, and I consider my mindset to be extremely, extremely strong, extremely grounded in what I want. And for the most part, granted I've worked on this for a while now, for the most part, if something goes wrong, my mind does not instantly go to doom and gloom. It just does not. At this point, I have wired my mind in such a way, and this is something that I get into how to start doing this in the how to create a positive mindset 
course that I have on my website. I will link it in the show notes. So this is going to give you the science behind why it's even possible to rewire your mindset. It's going to give you the step-by-step process that I've used and I guide clients through. And you also get an integration coaching call with me one-on-one after you've gone through the program. So it's a powerful, powerful experience if you feel like you've been stuck in this more negative mindset. And I will link it in the show notes here. But something included in that and something that I do day to day because I have wired my mind to be like when something goes awry or doesn't go like I wanted it to or I find myself in this self-doubt spiral or whatever it may be, I can get myself out of that state very quickly. Like my mind does not go to doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. It goes to, okay, this is not ideal, but what can we do about it? That's just how I've wired my mind. That's how I approach my life. So what I do daily is I have a mindset practice, whether it be visualizing your ideal scenario in your dating life, whether it be listening to positive content. I personally love um, a platform called Your World Within. It's, uh, it was created by Eddie Panero. And he is just awesome. Like basically it's kind of like listening to a motivational speech, but there's beautiful music behind it. And that's something that I'll listen to pretty much on a daily basis. It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube, completely free. Um, I would also, you know, you can look for mindset books, right? Books that provide a different perspective than most of the world, right? Because most of the world does skew a bit negative, right? We see it everywhere. We see it in the news. We see it with people. We see it with complaining, right? We see it with negativity. And that's all right. That's okay. But knowing that you have the ability to wire your mind in the way that you want to view life, in the way that you want to approach life, it is insanely powerful. And we're never taught this stuff, quite frankly. And normally it gets to, it takes, you know, getting to a point where you're like, ugh, I do not like how I'm viewing my life right now, right? This is not ideal. I'm sucked into this energy or this mental state in order to change it. And so that's what I would recommend for you. And, you know, becoming aware that, all right, we can't control other people, right? We can't control what their thoughts are, how they view the world, but we we can control and decide to choose how we're going to, how we're going to view the world, how we're going to view this situation, how we're going to learn something from this, how we're going to attach a different meaning than our family does to this, right? You always have the power to do so. And I am so proud of you and so happy that you have the self-awareness here. All right. Our final question for today. I've been seeing this guy for a few months and I just don't feel like I am that attracted to him. He is a great guy in many ways. He's very kind. He's nice. He has a good job. And I enjoy spending time with him. But I feel like our physical attraction isn't really there, for me at least, that I can tell. I've tried to give it more time, but I'm not sure if I should give it more time and try to almost force this or if I should move on. Okay, great question. I have had personal experience with this. And sometimes when you're dating someone and they do have all these great qualities, right, but the physical piece is not there, it can kind of be this push and pull because on one end, your mind is saying they're great, right? I enjoy spending time with them. They're a nice person. They're kind. But on the other end, your body is like, oh, 
I need more, right? So first and foremost, if you really do enjoy spending time with this person and you could see it going into the future, but the physical attraction is the one missing thing at the moment or the the sex life or whatever it may be for you guys, what I would recommend is before you decide to move on or break up or anything like that, bring it up. Bring up this topic of conversation. This is something that was a learning lesson for me in a relationship that I was in where I didn't really feel attracted to the person. We, quite frankly, didn't have that much sex, but he was a nice person. He was very kind. Everyone liked him, that type of vibe, right? But I personally, I never brought it up. And it kind of just went along this path where, you know, now I I love my boyfriend now and I'm glad that it unfolded in the way it did, but I never was direct about, hey, can we improve this area of our relationship? So that would be my first recommendation is bring it up because he might be feeling the same way. You never know. And it's always better to be open, direct, and honest in a kind way, right? We don't have to make him feel bad or any of that. But going into it with a light energy of like, hey, I really enjoy spending time with you. You know I've had such a blast. Like you're awesome. I feel like I want to amp up our sex life a bit or I feel like we could get like a little bit more, you know, freaky or whatever, you know, whatever you're into, whatever you want to do with this, like, how are you feeling? And then again, similar to question number one that we talked about today, right? Bring it up and then be quiet. Let him say some stuff, right? Let him respond. And in the same way that I recommended to our first question from today, prep out what his possible responses could be, right? Um, I feel as though if he is, if you guys have been dating, right, you're kind of aligned with where this is going or you guys clearly both enjoy each other if you've been dating for a few months. Normally people appreciate the directness. They might be a little bit taken off guard. Um, But long term, it's better to bring this up now, right? So again, if you have enjoyed so many other things about him, I would bring it up, see what the vibe is. And then if he's open to shifting it, if he's open to trying a couple new things, right, being open and honest with him or, you know, prioritizing that area of life, because that's that's something I also see sometimes where Maybe the attraction was there in the beginning, but then, you know, just kind of life gets in the way and it's not really a priority anymore to have like intimacy or to, you know, have sex or whatever it may be. And so sometimes it just takes a bit of rekindling. So that's what I would recommend there. And then after you have brought it up, see what his response is. My guess is he'll probably be open to it, right? Because most people in a relationship, they want to make sure their partner feels fulfilled, right? At least in a healthy relationship, right? So bring it up. And then if for if you're still, you know, another month after that and it's like, ooh, I just really can't get there or like you're even just like, I don't want to say repulse. That's kind of a harsh word. But like you're just still not feeling it. I would reflect on is this part of your life? important in your relationship that you want to continue being in, right? For a long-term relationship, if that's what you're looking for, is the sex life, is the physical intimacy important? And if so, perhaps this person is not your person, right? If you can't work on it and shift it and improve it. 
So that's what I would recommend. I always come back to how can we communicate with the other person? First of all, this is how you're feeling. If it can be improved, which, which often things can, often, you know, if there is that connection piece on other levels, it can be grown here as well. And then if not, if it's still a bit of a struggle, right, acknowledging, all right, is this what I truly want? And if not, it may be time to move on from it. So I hope that helps. I hope these questions helped everyone today. And as always, if you're interested in going into this work a bit deeper, if you would love support and accountability and the ability to ask questions at any point throughout any day, I recommend reaching out, booking a call, seeing how we can work together. There are a few ways that – or a few programs that I have depending on where you're at in your dating life, in your relationship, in your life in general. And I look forward to talking to everyone soon. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review and shared your takeaways and what you enjoyed about it. If you are interested in exploring working together one-on-one, I would love to invite you to book a call with me by clicking the link below in the show notes. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon and I'll see you in the next episode.